Hello you awesome beings, welcome to Things I Wish I'd Known. This podcast is a love letter to my younger self of all the things I wish I'd known before I had deep issues with my mental health and my spiritual awakening. I hope you enjoy listening. Why not head to my website and purchase the new Live From Lockdown, seven guided meditations and gong meditations for your listening pleasure. Use the code TIWIK15, T-I-W-I-K-15 to get 15% off now. Hello and welcome to Things I Wish I'd Known with your host, Rachel, the founder of Wellford Wellbeing. I'm here today with Kate Murden, and I know I always say I'm excited to speak to my guests, but I really am really grateful to have her here today because Kate is the founder of Push Mind Body. They are helping companies to be more human, which is something that I'm really passionate about as well. Kate and I have quite a similar history in the sense of we both had, unfortunately, breakdowns in 2014 and have both then since gone on these big journeys and realize, wow, there's all this stuff that we need to share with the world. And we've done it in slightly different ways, but I work quite closely with Push. I think what they're doing is incredible. And I'm really happy to welcome her here to share oh, her hello. wisdom with you. So we're okay. very happy, very excited that you're part of our team. So I love proud of that. your team. It's so, such a great thing that you're trying to do. So for anyone that hasn't heard about Push Mind Body, doesn't really know what you're doing, how did you get into setting up your company and you know how's that been going so far yeah god there's so much i can say say there so i as you said i set up push um back in 2014 and whereas you were in events i was in the media side and loved it did it for the best part of 20 years but i think towards the end of it loved it a little bit less and I think for the benefit of hindsight now, you know, I really realized that a lot of that was, okay, yeah, it was the kind of surface stuff of how I was living life, you know, thinking about my, my energy sources and, you know, how I was looking after myself and my physical energy and my mind and my emotional energy. But I also think at the heart of it as well, I'd gone from a place of mine and media's values being massively aligned and then I changed a bit and then media changed a bit and that alignment was no longer there. And I kind of, I very clearly remember just feeling that something wasn't right anymore, but I just didn't know what it was. I genuinely didn't. I felt like I was just existing and went on like that for, over, you know, a year plus. And that's just a pretty rubbish way to feel. And I think that that was kind of like the foundation of, of everything and ended up with me being signed off with stress. Anyway, so I was then off for three months in total and I knew that I could go back into media me if I wanted to but it just as I said it wasn't I knew it wasn't the right thing and I could see that this thing happening to more and more people around us and I thought I want to do something about it and that's where push started being formed and initially we were a retreat and the idea was is that burnt out professionals would come to push and they would basically be kind of looked after and taught all of these new skills and given all of these new tools to live and work that bit better like coaching and mindfulness and nutrition and exercise. So that so yeah, so people would come to us. And then some of my friends who were still working in media were like, Oh, can we we'd love to come, but we can't get time off work. And then someone else said, Oh, could you come and deliver something in-house? And I was like, Yeah, I can. And that's how pushing its current guys started being formed. And you know, the idea being is that if we can take it into people's workplaces. You know, not only can we get to a hell of a lot more people, but I think actually, you know, work is both the cause of so many of our issues, 
So you're getting to, to right to the root of what's going on. But it can also be the saviour as well if we get things right. So yeah, so it feels very exciting now that not only do we look after individuals, you know, we've really evolved to have the companies working. We look after the individuals, you know, when symptoms start coming out. But actually, as we've built out the company more and more, we also work, work with the organisations and the leaders themselves so that they can start working in different ways. And so subsequently, you know, we get to the cause rather than just dealing with the symptoms so that we can really create, start creating effective change. So yeah, it's super exciting. And dear God, as you can imagine, you know, the last few months have been nothing short of wild <laughs> in terms of... I can't imagine. Yeah, in terms of how we've changed the business and in terms of the stuff that we're dealing with, right? It's like nothing we've ne- ever known before. That said, you know, and I sent news, uh, we sent our newsletter out last week. I was like, if I look back on this period, don't get me wrong, it's come with, it's come with its challenges and its obstacles, but below me, it's been, without a shadow of a doubt, one of my, our greatest periods of growth and innovation as well. So that I'm very, very glad. I'm very, very proud. I think a couple of things that resonated with me, what you were saying is number one about the alignment. I think that is really powerful. And I think when you're doing things that are not in alignment with your values and not in alignment with, you know, even your personality, you know, if you, I realized over this lockdown period that I'm much more introverted than I realized. I always thought I was a complete extrovert. And now I'm like, actually, I think... I'm an introverted extrovert because when I'm around people, I'm quite energized and I love to socialize and be around people. But when I am, you know, that I find that exhausting, actually. Mm-hmm. And that, and so yeah. I think finding things that you're aligned with is is really, really important, not only in your career, but in your personal life. You know, do your friends fit your values still? Absolutely. Do the places that you go to still light you up or is it, you know draining and I think that you know so I suppose a couple of things that I suppose my first point would be I wonder actually if the whole thing around the kind of introvert and extrovert I wonder if actually this time has had an impact on you and actually potentially made you feel a little bit more introverted than previously you know I I certainly think that my behaviors have definitely changed over this period you know I'm really I've really reveled in this time I've really kind of like reveled you know and actually I can feel myself pulling back a little bit more and love and like, you know, suddenly my norms have changed, right? Because it be, you know, it, our behaviors and our habits are created out of doing, going from A to B in the, this most expedient possible way. And actually, you know, I've got a new way of doing things now. So I think that's quite interesting, but you know, to your point, I think pre lockdown, you know, I think that it, it's very interesting and you will know this better than I will, Rach, but I think that pre-lockdown, I think we were high stress. Post-lockdown, we're high anxiety. So I think, you know, that, you know, because we were stressed because we were doing too much. You know, the interesting thing is that in stopping and going into lockdown, we've taken one major thing. We had too much to do, which is why we were so constantly stressed and in high quality so much, right? But so we've taken out one of the major things that was causing that stress, i.e. traveling to work and being in an office on a day-to-day basis. So we've got some time back. But actually in doing that, we then sat much more within our within our own heads, which is then creating the anxiety because it's stresses which creates the anxiety. So I think there's quite a difference there. But I think that that's, it's also a, beautiful opportunity in being allowed that space for us to actually do a bit of an audit on what our values are and who we are because 
I darn well didn't know until I started getting into this space and really, really working on myself. I think if you ask many people what they stand for, what's important to them, what their values are, I don't think we know. You know, we end up, end up we're rushing around between different things, doing rather than being, you know, buffeted around by external actions and not being quite sure why it's not sitting well with us because well, we don't know who we bloody stand, what we stand for. So the beauty of this time should be that it should have given us a little bit of space to, to do some kind of audit, to then go on and work in a much better way. I think that audit would only happen, though, if you already had tools in place, because that's the one thing that I found. I was like, wow, I was literally on my own. My flatmates weren't here anymore, so I was literally by myself pretty much. I saw one person like twice over the whole of lockdown so pretty much for three months I was just by myself for very long periods of time and what I found was you know meditation practice and all those other practices that I have had really came into their own because I wasn't lonely I wasn't anxious I felt pretty balanced and I think if this pandemic had happened pre-2014 or even 2015 2016 it would have been very 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 different so I agree with you I think having that time and space to audit what works and what doesn't work has been an absolute blessing but I think for a lot of people it would have been a very clear wake-up call to when we're using busyness work drinking and 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 kind of like eating out and all those different things as coping mechanisms to not be with ourselves I think that would have been quite a sharp wake-up call for a lot of people. Well, you know that, I don't know if I've told you this before, there was this study done in 2014, which I just love. Lo- I mean, I don't love it. I don't love what it found out, but doesn't it just say anything, everything? It's study done where they basically said to people that you have a choice between sitting with your own thoughts for 15 minutes or you can have an electric shock. And 25% of women chose the electric shock and two-thirds of men chose the electric shock. So, yeah. So, no shock that, you know, this is this is the problem, right? That is No pun I, intended. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the problem we're facing. You know, we've had to... This is what I meant by the anxiety. We've so been, we've been so riddled with anxiety because we've had to sit with our thoughts. And those have been which have created the anxiety you know that that that's really interesting we've moved from this place of high stress to high anxiety and it's uh, mm. these reasons right it's interesting so what do you think's been your biggest learning overall or just through this period i mean actually, i mean both or whatever i suppose i suppose for all of them for overall is the same as covid i mean a lockdown i would say actually probably lockdown it really really came into play and you know, I think for me, lockdown was just a more intense version of life, wasn't it? <laughs> life on steroids. Condensed version. <laughs> Condensed life. My biggest learning is around mindset. So the, I think the first place I was really introduced to this was was push and in creating push. And, and I don't know quite how it happened. I thank God that it happened I don't know if it was it the universe put me in the right place however we define it but I remember so clearly being sat at home and all of this stuff was going on and I was also then having conversations with my old company about leaving and blah 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 
and it was so hard. And I just said to, I can remember so clearly saying, I have got to turn this from being the worst thing that's happened to me into the best thing that happened to me. And in doing, in having that conversation in my head, I then switched my thinking. You know, I'm not saying it literally happened like that. I mean, there, there was a progression, right? But I was able to switch my feeling, switch how I was thinking, and consequently get on the front foot of it rather than this stuff, rather than being in victim mode actually how do i turn this around how do i turn around not only how i'm thinking about it and what what i'm going to do but then you know how i'm feeling about it because i was so low you know i was so so low you know fortunately fortunately for me at that time i didn't i didn't go on medication but i had a lot of talking therapies a lot and uh yeah yeah it was it was hard but I, but I, I went from a place of you know being being you know feeling here to to actually seeing it as the opportunity that it that it was, and hence obviously pushes formed, and that really elevated my thinking. So you know, and the same with now lockdown time, you know, at any point I have a choice on those thoughts that are coming into my head. I'm not going to suggest for one second it's always easy. Oh bloody hell from it, you know, and you know sometimes it's much harder than others to manage but I you know what I can do is I can control the proximity of certain things that affect that more in order to get you know be that positively or negatively in order to give my myself the best potential for managing that so who would what would you say if, if someone's listening to this right now and they're like wow I really resonate with what Kate's saying around you know these negative thoughts wanting to turn things into more positive but you know I know that you're also on board with my same thinking about this pseudo positivity where everyone just glosses over everything and that's not you know what you're touching on I know what kind of advice would you give to people if they're in that space where everything feels a bit dark they know they're really stressed they feel quite anxious a lot of the time they realize they're not in alignment where do they start yeah, so I think the first thing, for, so there, there's lots of tools here, right? But the first thing for me is about having awareness of those thoughts, you know, and actually realising that in the first instance, it is a thought, right? It isn't going to be, you know, that's one of the most devastating and powerful things in the first place is when that thought feels utterly overwhelming and it's like, and this is my life and it's going to be here forever, right? Actually being able to talk yourself, talk to yourself in a way of this is a thought it's not necessarily true, you know, and in many, in many instances, trying to understand your mind, you know, I suppose that for me would be one of the first things is actually trying to understand, as well as having the awareness around it and awareness of, of, of the fact that this thought isn't necessarily true, really start doing a little bit of learning around that area. Because for me, when once I realized that not all of these thoughts are reality, I mean, that changed the shape of things radically. You know, because, oh, it's just a thought and it's going to come and it's going to go. Oh, okay. And it's not going to be there forever. Oh, okay. Suddenly you haven't got as much power over me in the first place, right? Suddenly you don't own me. I can I can manage you better. You know, and I think actually in the first, so, so something a little bit around the learning around that and the education, you know, and as you know, more than most, you know, certainly having things like mindfulness and, medita- and meditation training can, can actually help with those things as well. So that would be my first thing around awareness and education. The second thing is for me, three different tools. The second thing for me is around gratitude. You know, immediately, you know, I can't be anxious and grateful at the same time. Again, I'm I'm sure you say all the time, you know, or I can't be anxious and loving or I can't be anxious and proud or any of those things. So if I can switch on those feelings more helps massively. 
The other thing that I do a lot of is journaling. That's been for me one of the most powerful things that I've included in my life because if I can get a problem down on paper, it becomes a puzzle and I can deal with it and I can see it and A, I'm getting it out of here, but I can see it in front of me and it becomes something that I can do something about. And then Sorry. I was just going to agree on that point of journaling. I think it's one of the most powerful tools, like getting everything out of your head and onto paper just gives you another perspective apart from anything. I think the way that in meditation we talk about becoming the observer and observing the thoughts instead of being in the thought or thinking we are the thought, when it's out on paper and you're reading it back, essentially you're becoming the observer, right, in a strange way. So I think that often helps people to have that the same way that in meditation you get that separate perspective when you can see the thought patterns and you can see how things are playing out from this higher perspective. I think journaling gives you that similar ability to become the observer and to see when it's written out on a piece of paper that it's no longer you. It's separate from you in that same way, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course it does. And also, you know, I I don't know if I'm sure you have read the work from uh, Byron Katie who I just love. Do you know, at the beginning of my journey, I always thought her name was Katie Byron and I just I it backwards. I don't, but I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why it is Byron Katie because everyone does call her Katie. So I don't oh. know if Byron's like a, like a sir, an equivalent of a sir. I don't, like, oh, I don't know. She's a woman. I don't know. Or like a bed or something like that. I don't if know. If anyone and, knows, please comment yeah, and let us know. <laughs> We'd like to know. But you know, the big thing, is it true? Oh, no, yeah. it's not true. It's just my head. You know, where um, how is this thought helping me? Oh, it's not. And it's even if you now. think it is true, because I had this real struggle around my belief, which now seems ridiculous, but my belief was I am fat. Right. Okay. And so then I'd say, is it true? And I'd say, well, yeah, because I'd think when well, I was over, overweight, right? But even in that moment, it's like, well, even if it is true, yeah, or you believe it to be true in that moment, what can I do? What am I actively doing to better my position within whatever that truth is? So let's say with mine, it was like, I am fat. Well, what am I actively doing? Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) I'm not exercising. I'm not watching my diet. I'm not going to bed on time. I'm not, you know, even trying to build myself up with, even though this is true right now, it's not going to be like this forever. I was just stuck in that loop of, you know, thinking, feeling, doing and improving and making it, making myself wrong. So I think there is definitely that thing of like, is it true? No. Is it true? Yes. What am I actively doing to make this better? If the answer is nothing, then look for what it is you can actively do. I think even still just going through the work of like, you know, saying again, is it unequivocally true? You know, switching your prefrontal cortex on to actually ask the question rather than just going to your normal place. You know, And then the same questions. Have I got any evidence for this? Is this thought, how valuable is this thought? What, what effect is this thought Ooh, having? I love that. How valuable is this thought? You know, it's actually making, my life, it's making your life better or worse. I mean, oh, it's I'm going to borrow that. I love that. How valuable is this thought? Like how, yeah. does, does this thought help me or hinder me? Oh, actually, it's not a good one. Right, well, how could you turn that around, you know? And that's, so that's, so that's really valuable. And then the final thing that I really, really realize is that life is a better place when I do more things that I'm proud of. You know, the voice that I can talk to myself and the way I can beat myself up is shocking. And 
you know, so actually, if I can do more things that make me proud, life is a happier place. Now, listen, a lot of that, I also need to manage why maybe I'm not more proud of more things. But, you know, there are some really easy wins in there, right? You know, actually going to the gym, not drinking alcohol, spending time being kind and generous to people that I love or people that I don't even know, you know, I do quite a lot of charity work with, with a couple of homeless shelters, you know, and I do that for their sake and mine. And I hate to say that, but, you know, there is a part of that, that actually, you know, it actually make, makes me feel good doing good. Well, it makes everyone feel good doing good, doesn't it? There's studies into that as well of the benefits of altruism and just how, you know, as a human race, there's parts of us that are actually pre-programmed to feel good, not only when we do good, but if we watch someone else do good, certain parts get triggered in the brain, dopamine receptors, etc. So actually being in those spaces where we're in a giving space selflessly and being kind actually does really benefit mental health as well. As well as ourselves, right? Mm. Yeah, as well as others. So, yeah, so those are the things I suppose that, yeah, the mindset thing, the realizing that the power that we have to elevate ourselves, you know, and this for me actually is a really big, big area at the moment, you know, and something that we're kind of doing more and more in the space of push, you know, and I think in particular, like coming back to, you know, what's going on at the moment, you know, I'm I'm obsessed by peak performance. Honestly, I'm saying these words and I know that the girls are like, will you shut up about it? <laughs> I just like this. And, and again, wonderfully, I've sat, kind of turned into something that I slightly beat myself up about. I'm like, you've got so much more potential. You could be doing so much more. You could be doing, you should be. It's like, frankly, the word should is like a punch to the tits. You know, it's like, <laughs> should is like the worst word in the world. Like, it's yeah. either I'm doing it or I'm not. But anyway, that you know, peak performance, I think, is a really interesting area, you know, in particular at the moment. You know, I don't want balance. I want brilliance, you know. And actually, how do we help people elevate thinking and capacity to get to the, to their peak performance and their true potential? This That's is hilarious because I'm literally – I was very much in that same space as well. I was very much in that whole thing of, like, I want to be consistently achieving and, like – everything that I've done over the last three years with Wealth and Wellbeing, like how much I've moved moved it forward and like launch, even just launching this podcast, like so many things that I've managed to achieve in s- such a short space of time whilst mastering this mental health issue that I've had and, you know, managing the, the, the dips and the highs and the lows and all that stuff that comes with it. And then coming to this realisation recently in a therapy session where I was not giving the therapy, I was receiving therapy. And we were talking about taking time off and I said, oh yeah, I need to book a a holiday really. I need a week off so that I can just, you know, have some headspace to plan what I'm going to do next. And then what came up was like, well, why can't you just take a week off and then have a week where you plan? So you you have take two weeks off and the first week is, you know, like a holiday and the second week is like a planning week where you're not delivering because anyone who runs their own business will know you know sometimes it's quite hard to work on your business when you're working in your business delivering and things like that and I was like no no it's cool because I can just write a few blog posts do this do some planning and he's like but that's not a holiday yeah and I had this whole thing around realizing that I don't want to slow down and I don't want to stop and so I need to explore that so I've booked a week off where I'm not allowed to work and I'm just going to see what happens because 
I just want to monitor internally where those what is it about needing to achieve all the time and needing to progress all the time and and this kind of innate thing about like you say this potential like reaching my potential what is it about doing nothing that scares Uh, me and I want to explore that if we'd be like that if we were still working uh, you know in corporates and I think you know I think that was also when I knew that working in corporate wasn't right for me anymore because I lost that I lost that energy I mean I don't think I ever felt quite as much as I do now it was a different kind of pressure right it was Mm. working in a corporate you know it was you know, I did, I worked fast, but I, you know, and I and was stressed and all, obviously all of those things, but this is a very different type of, for me as a business owner, you know, it's about a, a level of responsibility and that's quite a different place and the desire to achieve and to, and to, to be successful. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a validation thing as much as anything else. I don't know, but it's, this is my baby. You know, I don't, I don't have, I don't have children, you know, pushes my baby and I, and I want it to be, the success that it deserves to be and I feel passionately about it and fortunately you know I have a team that feels the same so that's you know that makes life a lot easier but yeah it's interesting so I guess I'd love to know what things thing or things do you wish you'd known before you had your breakdown what what things have you learned on this journey over the last few years that have really impacted you I think the biggest impact without a shadow of I think the biggest learning and actually, it's something that's come home more than ever over over lockdown has been that it's always okay. You know, and what I mean by that is not that every single time everything works out, you know, far from it. But somehow you always get through. You always get through. And actually, not only do you always get through, but sometimes, you know, what you go into thinking is going to be the worst actually obviously you know can turn can turn out to be a thousand times better if not the best thing that's happened you know and I, and I think I think back to you know it's always going to be okay and that I, I'm on a per, more personal note I can get myself through anything you know that I was listening to a really interesting podcast the other day and I can't remember the name of the lady who was being interviewed and she was saying she's she was in the CIA and she was saying that the training for that they put you through the most awful, in particular in the first week, they, they try and break you, right? They try and break you. And the reason that they try and break you is that they know that if you, you know, they not that they know, sorry, let me rephrase that. You know, once you've got through that, you can get through anything. And, you know, and I think to myself, kind of what, not only what I went through, obviously what happened with being signed off and then, you know, moving on with push. But then I think in particular, in the first year, couple of years of setting up the business, you know, and please, I know that people have far more tragic and hard circumstances than that. But, you know, anyone who has set up a business, I mean, it's, you, you're hanging on. Like, you know, I, I said it's a little bit like holding on to like a, a bucking bronco, which is covered in butter. And then you manage to stay on somehow. And then someone comes, slams you around the head with a baseball bat. Like, <laughs> That's that for me was the level of intensity, you know. And at one point, I moved back home to live with my parents, which, you know, let me tell you, as a thirty-nine-year-old woman, was a pretty fucking humbling experience, you know. But but I did it right because I'll always find a way. I'll always find a way, and I will get myself through anything. And you know, so it's always okay. And I think if you can, if if you if you can have that reassurance 
then somehow the terrifying doesn't become quite so terrifying. And actually then you become much more prepared to, to do anything. Yeah, I agree. I think if you've got that thing of like, do you know what, it, everything's going to be okay eventually, even if it's not right now, you, there's a level of empowerment within that that helps alleviate some of the fear, seeing oh, different decisions. And, yeah, and the only person, the only thing in the world that limits my chances and opportunities is me, you know, my head. You know, mo- most of the most brilliant ideas, concepts, challenges, you know, opportunities in the world are killed in the first minute. And that's fucking terrible. You know, the only thing, you know, the, the, the only thing you have to do is start, right? And if you start, it will work its way out. You know, everything is just about starting because it will always be okay. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Is there anything else you want to share? How do people get in touch with Push if they want to find out more about what you do? Yeah, please do. You know, we love hearing from people. We're, we're doing more and more and more kind of stuff, which, we're, which is consumer-facing as well. But yeah, and of course, if there's anything that people want to get in contact with us about or that they can speak to any of their organisations, we'd love that. So it's Kate. C-A-T-E at pushmindandbody.com. Yeah, and stay in touch. And we, we love hearing, you know, the kind of stuff that's going on with people as well so that we can make sure that everything that we do is absolutely of the moment and what people most need. So, yeah, please do get in touch. Thank you so much for your wisdom and sharing today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thanks to everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye. If you enjoyed listening, why not leave us a review? It really does help other people to find this podcast and enjoy it too. Feel free to share it with friends and family members that you think it might be useful to. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.